And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed It. Today, we're going to be going over the Trump indictment. We got quite a bit to talk about. And... A special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these documents, by the way. Here's what Fed It covers. Dr. Lafredo confirmed lacerations due to stepping on glass. Murder investigation. See him reaching in his jacket. You don't know, and he's positioning. Been on February 13, 2019. We are facing two counts of premeditated murder. Racketeering and Rico conspiracy. Young slime life here and after referred to as YSL. The defendants uh, six nine, and then this is Billy Seiko right here. Now, when they first started, guys, six nine ran. I'm a fed. I'm watching this music video. You know, I'm bobbing my head like, hey, this shit lit. But at the same time, I'm pausing. Oh wait, who this? Right? Oh, who's that in the back? Firearms and violent crimes, aka Pushaiti violated. In order to stay away from the victim, Rapper Pushaiti arrested after shooting at King of Diamonds and Miami Strip Club injured one this person. Is the, this is the one that that's gonna fuck him up because this gun is not traceable. Well, it happened at the gun range. Here's your boy 42 Doug right here on the left. Okay. Sex trafficking and sex crimes. They can effectively link him to paying an underage girl. I'm gonna look like a and well, the first bomb went off right here. Suspect down a backpack at the site of the second explosion. Inspired by Al-Qaeda. Two terrorists, brothers, the Zokar Sarnev and Tamer Lin Sarnev. When the cartel shipped drugs into the country. As this guy got arrested for um, espionage, okay? Trading secrets with the Russians for monetary compensation. The largest corrupt police bust in New Orleans history. The days of the police are gone. gone. So he was in this bad boy. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. All right, uh, guys, what's up? Sorry, uh, I think the sound didn't come out as good because I didn't talk into the mic like a moron. Uh, <laughs> I was in my head like, wait, what's going on here? So, uh, guys, what's up? Uh, we're live streaming right now to uh, YouTube, obviously, to um, to um, and also to Twitch, because as you guys know, uh, I'm going to be playing some clips here, and uh, sometimes the clips that I'm going to play, they might turn it off. They're like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, give me a one in the chat, guys, if uh, if the sound is good and everything else like that. Give me a one in the chat. Everything is good. And to give you, I'll give you a quick update, too. Give you guys a quick update on what's going on. All right. I see one. Sweet. Okay, cool. Um, so, guys. We, uh, as you guys know, we were in Las Vegas uh, for the better part of last week. That's why we made sure to film a bunch of podcasts out in Dubai and beforehand. And we did like three or four shows uh, on last Monday um, because we knew we were going to be in Vegas for a bit. But we were still able to film content for you guys. Uh, we did a bunch of interviews, guys. We went and did, excuse me, we did a podcast with Ryan Pinedo. That's probably going to drop tomorrow for Money Monday. We did a, you know, we talked about real estate, making money, etc. We did a podcast with uh, Graham Stephan um, and Jack Selby uh, for the Ice Coffee Hour. That was a great discussion. Went for whew, like two hours, uh, pretty much, maybe a little over two hours. Um, <clears throat> and then we also did an interview with Dan Bilzerian. Okay. That was pretty lit. All right. Uh, with that interview, though, guys, where I'm just doing some edits as far as like the audio to make sure that the audio comes out good. Um, we filmed in his basement, which, you know, there's a big ass fish tank, but it makes some noise. So I'm trying to make the ed the audio sound as good as possible. I'll be honest with y'all. It's not going to be perfect. Uh, and he also talks really far back from the mic like this. So um, 
it is what it is, man. But um, <clears throat> but it's gonna be lit. Uh, we're fixing it right now. We're just editing the audio. Uh, everything else is pretty much gonna be raw. But we're just making sure that the audio sounds as good as possible. So that's what we're working on right now. Uh, and then also we did um two episodes of Access Las Vegas, as you guys know. Uh, shout out to Michael Sartain and Rollo Tomasi for hooking that up. We did an after hours with those annoying ass girls. Let's kick that chick off. Oh my God, she's the worst. Which, by the way, to clear my boy Mike's name, that chick is cap. Everything she said was a lie. She don't got money like that. She's with some fucking simp sugar daddy. And, uh, you know, she's saying anything. She's not a good person, you know. And, that, and I'll keep it a thousand with y'all. That was a part of the reason, too. Because she was annoying me. And then when she started talking smack about Mike, I, I was like, nah, man, just get out of here. Like, I... I Maybe maybe call it call it loyalty to a fault, but if you talk smack about like my friends, right? I'm just like not gonna like you. That's just kind of how it is. Call me emotional, call me a jerk, call me whatever, stupid allegiance, whatever it is. But if I'm friends with you and someone talks about you, especially on my platform trying to make you look bad, I'm probably gonna press them on it, right? Um, and she was already annoying me, so I was just like, yo, get the hell out of here, man. Um, so it is what it is. I know some of you guys are probably wondering where's Angie. Uh, she's right there in the dark, as y'all can see right there. She's actually researching some stuff for y'all right now because she doesn't know anything about this Trump case. So she's uh, she's working in the in the front over there. Uh, Angie, you have anything you want to say to the people? You want to bring that mic a little bit closer to you and say something? Yeah. That, oh, I got to unmute her. Hold on. All right. You have anything you want to tell Hi. the people? Yeah, I'm also watching. She's sitting here. in the darkness. I'm, I'm like skipping. I'm trying to research again, and we're gonna. And what? Again? And guy, I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> Give me a break. And we're gonna react to something after this, so I'm researching here. So, yeah. yeah, she's basically um she's gonna be useless in this case, guys. So she's out there doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I don't know about Donald Trump. I will just help with this. So I was yeah. just like, all right, cool. I appreciate it. Um. So for and all for all you guys like, oh, you're late because y'all were doing side, bro. She literally just walked in like maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. I, I woke up. I took a nap, man. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So that's what we're doing in Vegas. Uh, it, it was great. Shout out to Michael Sartain. Shout out to, and then we did a panel show. That was one of my favorites, by the way, too. Um, we did a panel show with Saint the Sinner, Aaron Clary, uh, Miguel, Charlie uh, from Cultivate, and uh, Dollar Cost Crypto. Um, obviously, as y'all know, Michael Sartain, me, Fresh. And uh, Justin Waller, it was lit, man. You guys should definitely go check that episode out that we did. Um, it was the Las Vegas Avengers, bro. We talked about everything. Very high IQ conversation. We talked about uh, the Trump-Ukraine war. We talked about China. We talked about potential World War III. We talked about what careers to get into, what you should do as a man uh, from different age groups, how much money you should have saved, all this other stuff. Uh, we talked about college. We talked about a bunch of stuff, man, that would be really beneficial to a lot of you guys. It was Really good conversation. You know, I just asked questions and got the panel to really give some very inquisitive answers. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm really proud to call those guys friends. You guys, as you guys can see, I try to surround myself with um, with individuals that, um, that got, quite frankly, are just higher, higher value, higher status guys that know what they're doing and can bring value. And, and that's what it is, man. And, and that's why I, I think uh, it's so important to be to be loyal, because a component of having high caliber friends like that is you need to be a loyal individual and not be a fucking snake like some of these YouTubers who will say and do anything for AdSense revenue, which I think is ridiculous. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, cool. So I'll hit some of these chats real quick, and then we will go ahead and get into today's episode. Uh, okay, 
So let me scroll back up. It's a solo man show today because uh, Angie's not doing anything. She's just in the front there, just doing nothing, as y'all can see. Uh, <laughs> what? I hear you. Uh, okay. Please take control of soundboard. Chris sucks on F and F. Okay. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Chris has his own soundboard, guys. I got my soundboard, and then Chris has his own soundboard, and uh, Chris has his own sound effects too. So, uh, let's see here. We got slippery beats. He says, "Yo, Myron, what are your thoughts on Lava and Leech hit piece? Will you, resp- <laughs> bro? If they're gonna go ahead and talk smack about someone that's talking about their life and clearly said throughout the interview that they made mistakes in their life and they're a changed man, right? And take that little piece and try to say, oh, y'all are condoning this when he talked about how he had done murders and he had it was uh, you know a part of the gangster era and how he changed from that." They want to take that one clip and try to put things out of context. Like, that's what they do, bro. That's what they do. <laughs> that is what they do. They don't, they're trying to paint a narrative that isn't true whatsoever, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? I mean, Charleston White has talk, been on many podcasts and talked about the stupid stuff he did when he was younger. And he uses it to tell guys, yo, don't go down my path. Don't be an idiot. Don't do murder. Don't commit these crimes, etc." And he has a bunch of youth programs. To help guys become better. I don't think Lab and Leech have any youth programs. They're just failed me- mediocre comedians. Uh, good eats, five bucks. Can you guys do uh, Larry Nassar? Five bucks. Appreciate that, bro. But yeah, I mean, other than that, man, pro- probably not going to waste too much time on that, man. Like any, it, it, this always happens. Anytime our name starts to heat up in the algorithm, there, a hit piece comes. It's it's like the formula for you know it is what it is. Marshall Rotel, two bucks. Appreciate that. Uh, Michael Meestroke, a dollar. Thank you so much. I appreciate that support. Hi, I'm from Laredo, Myron. Happy to be here. Bro, I'm happy to have you here, my friend. Don't forget to like the video, guys. We got uh, about 11 or 1,200 of y'all watching right now between YouTube and everything else like that. So it, it is. I, I just laugh now at this point. I think that's like their 20th video they've made on us at this point. Hey, man, I, I, I guess they are uh, they need to get the revenue up. Uh, M-Bar goes, my, gr- my 304 want to be a girl. Uh, my 304 want to be girl wanted to spend time with me right now and i told her nah i'm busy i got myron to watch just like that hey that's what we're talking about bro <laughs> hey you could have watched she could have watched this with you bro uh video suggestion jennifer pan killed her parents um angie didn't we didn't we have that one in the that's that's the chick from canada right which one what's the name the jennifer pan that's the girl that's the girl she's looking through her notes guys uh i think that's the girl that we had um that killed her parents that hired those people up in canada uh, yeah 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 oh, yeah. Yes, yes. The, the, yeah we will uh yeah it's a jcs reaction we'll do that fail don't worry um and then we got um young dolph yep still i gotta i gotta get some documents for that one uh no collab with cga coach greg adams he was in vegas i didn't know i didn't know if i knew he was in vegas i would i would have hit him up we could have done something winner <laughs> nah <laughs> that ain't happening sorry nason appreciate it though uh hey Martin, did you ever buy a place in dubai when and if you do Please make a video on the process. I'm heavily interested. Yeah, I like to buy a lot, guys. I, I do like to buy a lot. I felt, uh, um, yeah. Nerd Geek Talk, Apple and Peach are pathetic FNF real ones. Yeah, I mean, bro, at this point, I, I think it's irrefutable that we just bring far more value than they do. Um, between giving you guys entertainment, bringing y'all uh, content creators that will help you make money. These This, this week of interviews is going to be fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what they do, guys. They take a clip and they try to put it out of context. Like, clearly the man has changed and he talked about shit that he did when he was younger and the crimes he committed 
and tells the youth not to do that anymore. Like, that's crazy that they would even try to spin that narrative like that. But whatever, bro. That's that's what they do, man. Like I said before. Uh, Montreal Rather, five bucks. Welcome back, man. That last podcast was very therapeutic, drama-free. No out-of-line females saying dumb stuff like saying do not free the Tates. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Tates will be home soon, hopefully. Um, can you do a vid on Mexican cartels? That's from Max David. Uh, yes, I will soon. Uh, and then Michael Mishroke again. Thank you. Now, Uncle Luke, uh, Myron Gaines up in his bitch. Uh, just got through watching the Avengers podcast in Vegas. Great value there. Yeah, bro. Like that. At the end of the day, all of our biggest detractors, right? These reaction channels, people talking smack about this, making lies up about this, saying, oh, you guys bring this guest on and you guys are that and you guys are this and you guys are blah, 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 blah. All this bullshit. At the end of the day, who's changing more lives? Who's saving more lives? Who's impacting more lives? Who's giving more value? And the answer is unquestionable at this point. We've created a far, right, a far greater dent in the YouTube universe and helping men out there. Less than three years on the platform than all these competitors that have been on for five, six, seven, eight, damn near 10 years, some of these clowns haven't done nothing. Haven't switched up their content, haven't switched up their cameras, haven't switched up their studio, haven't invested in better uh, equipment or better content creation. Nothing, bro. They really haven't. They've stayed stagnant for years, and we're about to, and we surpassed most of them. And we're about to surpass more of them very soon. That's why I don't even. Uh, this is gonna might sound cocky, but I don't even consider like a lot of these dudes on our level. You know, Apple and Peach, Blayback, Moist Critical. Like I don't even consider them on our level. I consider them as like mediocre reaction channels that like just like oh let me get some some views and like some ad sets talking shit about people oh yeah you know we're down a little bit let's talk about fnf because they're trending in the algorithm you know let's not talk about everybody else that had charleston white let's talk about them yeah you know like fuck out of here man uh we all ever bring david goggins on the show eventually we will a uh, jmp vlogs 21 year old car hauler making 100k plus my first year benefited a lot from your show started uh, starting my own truck trucking gig soon. Much love, free the Tates. Uh, big drip. Thoughts on Waka Flocka walking off the set? Eh, no thoughts, bro. I mean, <laughs> like I said before, a lot of people, one thing I got to know about Fresh and Fit, me being extremely candid with and frank with you guys here, is that uh, we're controversial. We really don't care what people think, guys. Now, that's good and bad because the good is that we're able to really resonate with a majority of you guys that think this way, want to say this stuff, but you might not be able to because of certain, you know, social consequences, professional consequences, whatever it may be, right? Hell, I mean, I had a professional consequence myself. They pretty much told me, pick one. I had to resign from my job for, for saying the things that I said, even though, it, um, you know, a lot of you guys agree with me. Hell, to this day, I have friends that are FBI, ATF, DEA agents, guys in the military, et cetera that watch what I watch this this content and they're like and they watch it on surveillance and shit and I know this right and they agree but they can't say this shit okay and, and all my professional guys out there y'all know how it is so with that said right honesty a lot of the times being politically incorrect saying what's on your mind whatever that comes with the consequence that people are scared to work with you because if you work with certain people they're immediately going to say oh well you must condone that individual too like, look at Charleston White. Look, look, we're getting criticized right now for working with Charleston White, right? Even though people are taking bits and clips and trying to, you know, make it out something, make it out to be something that it clearly isn't because you, if you watch the whole interview, you want to understand the full context, right? But a lot of people are scared. For us, 
another day in the office. Oh, people are talking smack about our FNF for being misogynist or grape enthusiast, whatever. Oh, another day in the office. Because when you say things, right, and you say the truth or you say things that are politically incorrect, people will go out of their way to take little clips, make you look crazy, spin a certain narrative, say this about you, say that about you, whatever. And, you know, it is what it is. They did it to Andrew. They did it to us. This is the world that we're in. That's why I tell you guys all the time, man. Rumble.com slash Fresh Fit, man. Y'all better enjoy us while you guys can, because who knows what's going to happen, you know? Uh, word is the U.S. Embassy is now involved in the take case. Do you know anything about this? Uh, not that I could talk about right now. Uh, Good Eats. Larry Nassar was a serial grapist. He got 175 years. Okay. I don't know who that is. Oh, I think that's another case. Uh, Angie, write that down. Larry Nassar. That's someone yeah, up there asking it's for. written down. You got it written down? Okay. I uh, had a great time in Dubai. I just wish I wasn't on orders free top G. And that's from Omni Endgame. I appreciate that. Shout out to Zena, uh, the witch in the chat, by the way. Bunch of W's. Yeah, man. This is the, this is the risk that happens, guys, when you bring certain uh, personalities on. People are going to try to spin shit and try to say you endorse them or whatever it is. Like, that's just, it is what it is, man. You got to take risks. Who dares wins, right? But we're not scared of anything. We're not, we're not pussies. Uh, Scott B, have you ever done a video on Jesse James Hollywood? If not, can we see one sometime? I've never done one on him, but okay. Fresh Fit, like Shawn Michaels in 1996? Absolutely, bro. I'm telling you, man. Like, yo, we, we really are, like, sending the trends out here. Look how many people are trying to copy us. We are the DX of YouTube. <laughs> uh, Roger Bath. Myron, thanks for all you do. How about Safian Amos? Dean Amos, author of the book Bitcoin Standard. Don't know who that is. And, yeah, and Waka Flocka, guys, he had to leave as well because he had a show. But like I said before, man, I don't get mad at people when they have to, you know, get up or whatever it is. Or JR Choi, shout out to you. Or, you know, my views might be a little um, tough for people. I don't know. But I don't have an issue with him personally at all. But watch it for a few months, down 30 pounds to 650 to uh, 30 pounds, 650 to 715 credit score. Thanks, Minor Fresh. That's what I'm talking about. Baby. Y'all understand when I hear that stuff, guys, those are big, big W's, man. Big, big W's. Uh, you guys are saying Waka guy, he didn't left. Hey man, like I said, he did tell us before that he had to leave early and he had a show. Um, so it is what it is, but who knows? Maybe I got him. Maybe he didn't like, uh, what I said. Maybe, he, maybe he did. I, maybe he agreed silently, but he just couldn't be there and do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, it is what it is. But anyway, uh, today guys, we're going to talk about the, uh, Donald Trump indictment. Okay. Uh, this one's going to be a shorter show. Uh, before we start though, we got about 1500 of you guys in here. I need you guys to like the video. 1,400 on, on YouTube. I think like another 100, 100 or 200 on, on Twitch. Uh, and I'm also live streaming on Twitch, guys, because in case I'm going to play a video here, and you know how YouTube is about certain content. Sometimes they, they'll be like, oh, we're going to shut the stream down. So if they shut the stream down, y'all will be able to go ahead and watch it. But the good news is on the playback, I've noticed this, if they do shut the stream down for a little bit, on the playback, they actually do play that part that was cut out, assuming the stream comes back up. So. If it does happen, don't worry. Uh, just right, can you speak on the Jonathan Majors situation? I know who Jonathan Majors is. I don't know who that is. Solo Productions, Myron, I'm 24 and shipping out to Air Force BMT tomorrow. Thank you, FNF, for changing my life for the free for the better free top G. That, fuck the haters. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate that. And thank you for your service. You're going to do well in life, my friend. Thank you for serving Once LDA, can you let people on FB and IG know about the peaceful protest April 11th? How's your Ramadan so far? Uh, buttercup. Uh, yeah, I, I, I talked about the, the, um, the protest um, on the last panel show. I will definitely 
I'm debating whether I'm going to do the one in London or the one here in Miami, guys. That's kind of why I'm trying to um, figure out what I'm going to do, which one. I, I, I hate, I ain't going to lie, no offense to my UK brethren out there, but I do not like the UK. Uh, I don't like London, but I might go uh, for this situation. But anyway, so uh, for this to all make sense, guys, we got to go over um, what's going on here. Um, so we're going to go ahead, for some of you guys that live under a rock, we're going to go ahead and introduce all the members of this situation that is going on so this all makes sense. All right. And just so you guys know, uh, the indictment that we're talking about is Donald Trump is currently facing state charges out of New York. All right? And we're going to go into more detail about that. But this is not the same as the charges that he's facing federally. So right now, okay, Donald Trump has three main cases against him, okay? He has this fraud investigation, right, out of New York that, that is currently convening a grand jury, which he's more than likely going to be indicted for very soon. Then he, we got the uh, Georgia uh, case where they're alleging that he had been involved in trying to sway the votes there in, Georgia, in the state of Georgia uh, in the election. And then, uh, and that's the state of Georgia going after him. And then you got a federal case down uh, in Mar-a-Lago where it was the FBI Washington field office that went ahead and did a search warrant at his house down there at West Palm Beach, okay, West Palm, Palm Beach County uh, with the classified documents, okay, which I broke down that case in detail in another video, if y'all want, uh, this summer when that information had broke out. We went through the search warrant. I even did an episode with Andrew Esquire on it. So if y'all want more detail on the federal case with the search warrant go ahead and check that one out but those are the three main criminal cases that are pending against donald trump right now so a new york case for fraud another case in georgia for i don't know what the formal charge is going to be but something to do with you know influencing the election with votes okay with the with the electoral vote in georgia and then obviously the federal case uh with the classified documents and the national defense information Okay, so let's go in. Who is Donald Trump? All right, Donald Trump, guys, uh, born June 14, 1946, uh, is an American politician, media personality, and businessman who served as the 45th president of the United States from 2017 to 2021. Trump graduated from the Warren School of, Univer Warren School of the University of Pennsylvania with a bachelor's degree in 1968. He became president of his father's real estate business in 1971 and renamed it the Trump Organization, which the Trump Organization, guys, is based in New York, which is why New York has venue here, okay? He expanded the company's operations to building and renovating skyscrapers, hotels, casinos, and golf courses, and later started side ventures, mostly by lessing his name. From 2004 to 2015, he co-produced and hosted the reality television series, The Apprentice. Trump and his businesses have been involved in more than 4,000 state and federal legal actions, including six bankruptcies, okay? Um, and as you guys know, he obviously won the 2016 presidential election against uh, Hillary Clinton, despite losing the national popular vote. Um, he became the first U.S. president with no prior military or government service. His election and policy sparked numerous protests because obviously everyone hates Donald Trump. And, you know, for transparency reasons, I'll keep it honest with y'all. I like Donald Trump. You know, I think he's funny. I think he's entertaining. Uh, I like the fact that he doesn't give a give a F what people uh, think about him. Uh, and yeah, I mean, people can say whatever they want to say. Angie's laughing in the back over there. Yeah, I like Trump, bro. I like him. And I think she's looking at the chat. She's laughing at what y'all are saying. I'm laughing at what you're saying. And what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, hey, man. Trump, Trump's a real one. Uh, that's not what I got to say. People could talk smack about Trump all day, but he he don't give a shit, man. Y'all going to see here that he says some funny stuff. All right? <laughs> now, 
We got Stormy Daniels in the house, all right? Well, who's this girl? She belongs to the street. This chick, guys, is a porn star, okay? Adult actress, okay? And she's one of the main, uh, how do I say this, antagonizers in this potential indictment for Trump in, uh, in New York. Stephanie Gregory Clifford, born Stephanie A. Gregory, March 17, 1979. Holy, she old. Known professionally as Stormy Daniels, is an American pornographic film actress and director and former stripper. She won numerous industry awards and is a member of the Night Moves, AVN, and XRC, uh, XRCO Halls of Fame. Translation, she's for the streets. In 2009, a recruitment effort led her to consider challenging uh, incumbent, uh, incumbent David Vitter for the 2010 Senate election in her native Louisiana. In 2018, Daniels became involved in a legal dispute with U.S. President Donald Trump and his attorney, Michael Cohen. Trump and his surrogates paid 130000 hush money to silence Daniels about an affair she says she had with Trump in 2006. Trump's spokespeople have denied the affair and accused Daniels of lying. Uh, on January 31st, 2023, Trump appeared to admit uh, to the affair on Truth Social. Okay? Now, the last part of this equation is your boy Michael Cohen. Okay? Michael Dean uh, Cohen, born August 25th, 1966, is an American former lawyer who served as an attorney for U.S. President Donald Trump from 2016 to 2018. Cohen was vice president of the Trump Organization and the personal counsel to Trump and was often described by media as Trump's fixer. He served as co-president of the Trump Entertainment and was a board member of the Eric Trump Foundation, a children's health uh, charity. From 2017 to 2018, Cohen was deputy finance chairman of the Republican National Committee. On December 12, 2012, uh, December 12, 2018, Cohen was sentenced to three years in federal prison in order to pay a $50,000 fine after pleading guilty to tax evasion and campaign finance violations. On February 26, 2019, he was disbarred from practicing law in the state of New York by the state, uh, by the New York Supreme Court Appellate Division. He reported to the federal prison near Oatesville, New York on May 6, 2019. FBI, In other words, them, them boys got him, if you know what I'm saying, all right? So, uh, and you guys can see here, he got sentenced to three years in prison. This is back December 12th, right? Um, and he ended up, uh, getting hit with, uh, with an information. Okay, guys. Uh, and this is the information that he got charged with. All right. United States of America versus, uh, Michael Cohen. Now you guys are probably wondering what is an information and information guys. So there's three main ways that you're going to get charged in the federal system. Let me get some water here. When I say them boys, guys, I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about them guys. I'm talking about the actual boys, the FBI. FBI, open up! The other boys, uh, we'll do a podcast on that later on with your boy, um, <laughs> Ryan Dawson on Rumble Only. That won't be on YouTube. You already know. Um, so anyway, going back to what I was saying. Uh, so you got three main ways of being charged in the federal system and, and in the state system as well. You got a criminal complaint. Okay, guys, where uh, a, a law enforcement officer writes up an affidavit in support of a criminal complaint, and that criminal complaint allows the law enforcement officer to go ahead and get an arrest warrant for the individual to which they're writing the criminal complaint about or individuals. Okay, that's the first way. The second way, which is the most common way of charging someone, is an indictment. And how you do an indictment is you convene a grand jury. A grand jury is basically, uh, you know, regular people, just like a regular jury, and you convene them. And what happens is you have the case presented to them. And then they go ahead and deliberate and decide if the person is going to be indicted. Now, okay, to make this very clear for y'all so you guys know, all that needs to be established is probable cause, okay? As long as probable cause is sufficient, the grand jury typically will return something called a true bill of indictment, which then 
okay, will be filed and then an arrest warrant will be issued for that individual and the indictment will be sealed until the individual is arrested. Once they're arrested, it's unsealed when they're brought in front of the judge. Okay, so whenever you read a, 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 a press release or something like that, you know, today in federal court, a, a criminal indictment was unsealed, blah, blah, blah. What that means is the individual was indicted, the indictment was sealed, the arrest warrant is generated, they go pick up the guy, they arrest him once they bring him in front of the judge. Now you have a right to know what the hell you've been charged with in the United States, right? Unlike some places like Romania. But in the United States, they have to tell you what you've been charged with, right? And they have to bring you in front of a judge within 72 hours, typically within 24 to 48. But at the most, I think you could do is 72 hours, right? Once you bring him in front of the judge, charges are read, indictment is unsealed, etc. But it only needs to be done on probable cause. I want to make that very clear, guys. A grand jury, that's why this, they're saying you can indict a ham sandwich. The grand jury only needs to find probable cause to indict you. And then, and here's the other thing, they're not going to disclose a lot of the times, right? The agent and the prosecutor aren't going to disclose all the facts in the case. They're just going to disclose enough facts in the case to establish probable cause. Same exact thing with the criminal complaint, which is the affidavit. In the affidavit, they even write it. This is not all facts of the investigation. This is just merely enough to establish probable cause. Why? Well, because a lot of times in the prosecution, they want to have more, you know, cards, you know, that aren't shown. All right. And then when it's time for trial, okay, when it's trial time, and then the discovery process after the individual is arrested, that's when they turn everything over and show them what they got. All right. So you got a criminal complaint. Then you got indictment. Then you got an information, which is something like this. Okay. And information, guys, is typically filed from an AUSA. All right. Or, or, or the prosecutor in this case. All right. Whether it's a state or federal one. Obviously, this is a federal information. Um, and the prosecutor, this is the easiest way. Uh, for someone to be charged. Now, okay, give y'all a little pro tip here. Anytime someone gets hit with an information, nine out of 10 times, that means that individual is cooperating with the government, okay? One more time for y'all. This is a very good way to see if someone is cooperating with the government or snitching or uh, potentially gonna plead guilty early or whatever it is. If someone is hit with an information, okay, that's almost always a dead giveaway that that individual is cooperating with the government, all right? Because an in information, a lot of times, you know, you get hit with the information and you're already ready to plead guilty, all right? They've pretty much told you, hey, we got you dead to rights. You're probably going to be indicted soon, whatever. Cooperate. Okay, I'll cooperate. All right, cool. We're not going to formally indict you with a grand jury. We're going to go ahead and hit, hit you with the information instead, right? Which is the same thing, right? And then it starts the court proceedings. All right, and it's filed by a prosecutor. All right, let's hit these chats real quick. Uh, DJ goes, uh, check these out. The Nixon case, the Ren uh, Rajneesh bioterrorism case, Wild Wild uh, Country documentary, Frank Amodio, uh, Count Dankula docu. Can I get a Don? Yes, you can get a Don. Right, All right, and then we got here Taj DeBisio. What's good, Myron? We are finally getting our beloved credit episode tomorrow. I think I'm going to drop the Ryan Pineda episode for you guys tomorrow. Um, where we talk about real estate, but we will do another credit episode. I I dropped a credit episode not too long ago. Uh, make sure you watch that one. But we will drop another credit episode on like uh, the best credit cards to use um, now. You know what I mean? With for you know travel, cashback, etc. Modified by Nick. Why are they going after Trump when they got way more dirt on Biden, sir? Someone's thinking with their head. All right. I agree with you. I agree. Because uh, the, the Trump, uh, the, the Biden's doing a bunch of BS too. Solar Productions. 
Also, I'm about to mention I have a top secret intelligence job locked in after I leave BMT. Congratulations, my friend. That's what's up. Don't mess up that clearance. Don't do anything stupid. All right? Don't smoke weed. Don't be around idiots that smoke weed. Don't mess up your clearance. All right? That is your lifeline right there. You lose your clearance, you lose your job. Chief Keefe, 20 bucks. Chief, Super Chat wasn't read on Vegas Avengers. AI uh, will not take people's jobs. People that have skills and use AI will. May all the Vegas Avengers book having Peter Zahan Yao's podcast hedging bets geopolitically against CCP. I don't know who that guy is, but um, if enough people ask for him, maybe we can do it. Uh, ETC goes, what up, Myron? About to read Why Women Deserve Less. On another note, thanks for being a role model uh, of being yourself. I'm 56 and just learning how to not worry about other people's opinions. Yeah, I know it's sad. It's okay, man. It's better late than never. And yeah, guys, book is in stores right now. Why Women Deserve Less. Paperback, hardcover, and... Um, uh, Audible coming out very soon. It's also on Kindle, guys, for only 10 bucks. So if you guys want to get it there, uh, feel free to get it there. The Audible version, guys, should be out very soon. I know I've been saying that forever, but the reason why is because Audible, right, or ACX, whoever controls it, they've, like, been going back and forth with, with Mo. And, like, the, if one little thing isn't the way that they like, they, like, stop the whole project, man. And then you got to resubmit, and it takes another two weeks. So that's kind of what's been happening. All right? Um, Let's see here. And then we got here Albo Ace. People have to understand that most rappers are super blue-pilled, raised by single moms, and are emotional. Fair enough. That's why there's so much violence between them. I agree. Uh, once LDA, can you let people on FB and IG know about... Oh, okay. I think we're caught up. Cool. Um, let's see here. All right. Sweet. Let's continue on, guys. Um, so now we're going to go ahead into this interview that she did with 60 Minutes. Okay, guys? And honestly, uh, they might. Turn this off in the middle. I hope not. Um, but this is going to give you guys a background about how this 304 uh, met your boy, Donald. Uh, so, Bastard. okay. So I'm going to skip, skip around it and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead. This is from 60 Minutes Australia. Stormy Daniels tell-all interview, 60 Minutes. And this was from how many years ago? Four years ago, by the way, guys. All right. All right, this is Creature of the Night. We're going to just fast forward to when she met Donald Trump right here. Their lives collided at a celebrity golf tournament where a flirty conversation led to a dinner invitation at Trump's penthouse. I met lots of famous people. I wasn't intimidated. Yeah, anytime a girl tells you guys I've met a bunch of famous people or whatever, um, you already know what time it is. And this is common. <laughs> hey, you know what the scary part is, guys? This is before the social media era, just so y'all understand, okay? This was 2006. Y'all know what I was doing in 2006? I was working in freaking McDonald's, listening to Jim Jones, we fly high, no lie, you know this, Bali. I was working at McDonald's, all right, trying to fly high and 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 uh, get some Jordans, bro. That's what I was doing in 06. That, this chick was out here, 304, and okay? She belongs to the streets. Back in 2006. All my older people know exactly what I'm talking about, all right? Working at McDonald's, man, I got fired. I did a whole video on that for y'all if you guys are wondering uh, what happened with McDonald's. But, yeah, she was me and celebrities back then. She was a nobody. I was I was amused and entertained. And I'm going to have to pause this quite a bit, guys. I hate to, to, to do that, but I'm going to have to pause it a decent amount because this is 60 Minutes, and 60 Minutes is really um, – they don't like to share. That's all I'm going to say, all right? And curious, but I wasn't like, oh, my God. Be still my heart. No, I was like, whatever. You just saw that as another rich man, I guess. Um, didn't even matter that he was rich. He was just another male and... Stop the cow. 
I was in a little skimpy outfit and have huge boobs. <laughs> Life on easy mode, man. And here's a photo with her, Donald Trump from 2006 on that day. And just so y'all know, they pulled this picture from her MySpace. <laughs> There's some of you guys like, wait, what? MySpace? Yeah. What? MySpace, guys. All right. That was the shit the back fuck? then. Stormy's account of the night details that remain deeply disputed by donald trump make for pure tabloid joy oh he was a pain in the ass for the first 20 minutes because at first he was very much the caricature that you see on tv and that i was you know expecting so you walked in the door and you oh so being congruent is uh is an insult i guess okay you 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 basically met a very domineering man yeah and you had to sort that out oh yeah and i sorted it very effectively and swiftly well you slapped him on the backside with a copy of a magazine with yes. his face on the cover mm -hmm. when you did that you didn't think i remember thinking that moment okay well here's the uh the great story i came for i just spanked donald trump with a magazine and now i'm gonna leave <laughs> but then you know he became nice and um i think that we shared a mutual curiosity, genuine curiosity about the business aspects of each other's um, lives. Translation, he wanted to smash, so he acted interested in her business life and what she was doing or whatever. But yeah, man, guys, I, I mean, this, for some of you guys that might that might be like, wait, what's going on here? Let me make you all aware of this. Trump was a player back in the day. He probably is still playing around now, but. Trump was definitely, you know, tagging these broads left and right, especially in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s, okay? Trump has, has been around for a minute and running through these 304s, guys. So this chick is no different. She's trying to make herself look all high and mighty. And, oh, yeah, I, you know, here's a caricature, and I spanked it with the magazine, and, you know, I don't even know why I was there, and he took an interest into my job, blah, 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 blah. Like typical stupid self-preserving shit that 304s say. Obviously, on this side of the Internet, y'all know, right? Like how girls speak, so you guys can translate the womanese. But bruh, come on, man. Let's be honest here. We all know why women deserve less. Trump should have read this book back in 2006, so he wouldn't have dealt with this, you know, uh, 304. But you know, it is what it is. She gonna say and do whatever to make herself look good for this interview. All right. It was just all very interesting. Um, but it ceased to be interesting uh, when you went to the bathroom. Yeah, and that was a like a couple hours in, which is why I was so blindsided because. The last, at least the last hour and a half that we were talking, it was just like you and I are talking now. How he mentally got from A to B, I still don't know. <laughs> but no accountability. What? Like, come on, bro. What? Oh, I don't know how he got in. Like, uh, I don't even know. Oh, typical stupid bimbo talk here. When you emerge from the bathroom, he's down to his wife fronts <laughs> and socks. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yo, shout out to W Truck. <laughs> do you imagine she goes to the bathroom? Okay, I'll be right back. Goes, right? And next thing you know, he's just right there fucking naked, ready to go. Okay, you ready to do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> you ready to do this? I can imagine with that Trump voice. Yeah, let's do this. So fucking hilarious, bro. She comes back out and he's just ready to go. He got that. <laughs> He got, the, he got the white socks on with just his underwear on. He's like, yeah, let's fucking go. You, you ready, baby? Let's make this happen. <laughs> Joey wastes no time with this 304, bro. 
Yes. It still makes you laugh. <laughs> I, you know what? I have to applaud his confidence. According to Stormy. See, even, bro, I'm telling you, I, I have to applaud his confidence. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> you know, you, you can't, uh, you, you got to get with Big Daddy Trump. You know you had to do it. What followed was the least impressive sex she's ever had. Why did you have sex with him? I have no idea. Even after. Bro. What? Bumbocat. Why'd you have sex with him? Oh, I have no idea. Like, bro, these girls be lying all over the place. And let me give you a little pro tip. If you hook up with a girl, right? And then you piss her off. She's always going to say the sex was terrible after. She's always going to say you had a small D. She's always going to say something negative about you to some degree, bro. That's just how it is. You know, that's just what it is. She's on an interview on 60 Minutes. You think she's going to be like, oh, yeah, he showed great. It was fantastic. No, man, of course you're going to say some negative shit for more views and more attention and more publicity. For all this time. Yeah, I have no idea. Either I was in the right place at the right time or I was the the wrong place at the wrong time. And my opinion of that changes about every 20 minutes. You didn't expect he would. Bro. Incredible. My opinion of that changes every 20 minutes. Like, bro, come on, man. Proposition you. He didn't proposition me. No, I guess he didn't actually say anything. Yeah, no, he didn't. And he didn't try to pay me, which is a. (laughs) Yo, shout out to Trump, man. Shout out to Trump. He ain't paying for no box from this chick. He was like, nah, I'm, I'm Donald fucking Trump, bitch. You're my apprentice now. I'm the captain now. One of the things that's very frustrating that people assume that that I was paid for that night and I absolutely wasn't. And I didn't even turn down money. He didn't even offer. And if he had? Uh, I would have definitely said no and been way more upset. Stop the cap. Yes, you say you weren't a victim. No, I'm not a victim. I'm a victim of myself. I never said no, don't touch me or I'm leaving or I don't want to do this. Okay, finally, she takes some accountability, you know, because she could have easily spun this into some Me Too crap, which she didn't. Smart for her. And she did this because she knew if she went into the Me Too route, she would have gotten like they, they would have aggressively went after her even more as far as like suing her and defamation and all the other stuff. She's not dumb. It absolutely did not happen. Stormy claims after their liaison, Trump stayed in contact for the next 18 months with promises he'd make her a contestant on his show, The Celebrity Apprentice. But when that failed to happen, the relationship fizzled. Finesse. (laughs) Finesse. She thought she was going to be an apprentice and she ended up not being an apprentice. That bitch was an apprentice for a night only. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Stormy says she forgot about her night with Trump until five years later, when in 2011, the story turned up on a gossip website. So this story really started without you. Oh, absolutely. I was completely caught off guard. And then you had to try and damage control and reclaim catch up power. Yes. Stormy suspects the story had been leaked by a former partner. And so to set the record straight, she decided to give her own interview to a tabloid magazine. Despite passing a lie detector. Yo, what the? I'll tell you this, she probably passed that lie, that lie detector test because all the silicone, bro. Yo! Couldn't get a good read. 
Uh, I'm having a little bit too much fun with this. My bad, guys. Let's let's keep going. Let's let's be a little mature. To test, the magazine chose not to publish her story. A short time later, Stormy claims a man approached her in a car park and threatened her for talking. Like it was and we're going to talk about why they didn't publish her story here a little bit later on, guys. I got another video to show you that explains that, why they didn't publish it. Extremely traumatic and scary. Is that the first time you got, you became frightened? Yes. Oh, for sure. But now you've poked the bear, it seems. Oh, I didn't even know there was a bear. Because keep in mind, he was just a silly guy on TV who did camp. Bro, if he was a see, this is what I'm talking about. Stop the cat. If he was just some silly guy on TV and he wasn't that serious and blah blah blah, you wouldn't have smashed him. Stop, bro. Like, come on, man. Stop the cat. Like, just like this woman's like ridiculousness. Like, she's trying to like, at one level, she's trying to say like, oh yeah, like he wasn't all that, but I fucked him anyway. Like, come on, man. Come on, bro. It's one or the other. It's either he was lit and you wanted to get put on, or he wasn't lit and you're just stupid. Which one is it? Pick one. Uh, yeah, you know, ridiculousness, man. Mio's on wrestling and, you know, movie. Like, he was a kind of a joke. Stormy Daniels moved on. A joke, but a billionaire. Okay. But by 2016, Donald Trump had set his sights on the White House. Amidst his campaigning came allegations of sexual misconduct and an audio tape of Trump talking about his approach to women. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> you're never, Sarah. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> Yo! That's what I'm talking about, baby. Booking stories right now. White women deserve less. Yo, Trump is on that real time. <laughs> Yo, woo! America. That's what I'm talking about. Oh man, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Oh man. Talking about grabbing chicks by the pussy and all that other shit, man. Come on, man. I'm telling you, Trump is a demon, guys. Trump is a demon. He was out here running through these hoes. <laughs> Donald Trump described it right, as more time. Room this, shit, this shit is hilarious. One more time. Whoa. I, I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> You're never, Sarah. I did try and fuck her. Yeah, she was married. <laughs> You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> Donald Trump described it as locker room talk and apologized. But it was damaging. Two weeks later, Stormy Daniels was offered hush money of $130,000 from Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. Which was the best day of my life? They could have given me $10 and it would have just been the icing on the cake. Stop the cap. And it just so happens, right? That she like wanted to get the story out and everything right after that happened, which is what forced Trump's team, guys. Okay, that was kind of like that. Um, that whole grabber by the <laughs> by the vagine um situation that put Trump's team on overdrive to have to deal with any and all type of women that might come out with an allegation. Because y'all know how it is, man. It's a domino effect. Like 
you hit some controversy and then like everyone is like oh me me too me too blah 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 blah, blah whether they were actually assaulted or not now am i saying that uh that when girls come forward they're lying or whatever and it's always a cloud chase absolutely not a lot of the victims are real but the problem is that some of the victims aren't so what that ends up doing is that hurts the quality of the real victims this is why me too is bs it's not bs because girls are out here lying and doing bs i mean, obviously that's a part of it but the bigger issue is that the real victims don't get taken seriously and then the real victims don't want to come forward because they don't want to be interpreted and we're seen as a what as a clout chaser like chicks like this this is why right the me too movement has had very poisonous ramifications where it's uh it's it's put men right in a very bad and strange position um it's put women in a weird position as well and it's made real victims look stupid and it makes them not want to come forward because they look at it like, oh, man, I'm just going to be looked at as like a liar or a cloud chaser or whatever. And it makes them really scared to come forward to the police. So um, so this whole situation with the grabber by the vision, it prompted Trump's team to take the offensive and go ahead and start um, uh, taking steps to prevent girls from coming forward and trying to sell a story and make money. Because, guys, when you're running for president, everyone out there, mom wants to get a piece because they know that they can sell an interview and make a bunch of money. Okay, so she was one of these women at the time, but hers, uh, her situation is where the charges come from. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit more detail. I'm going to show you a video from Legal Eagle. Like, I, I was just excited that, like, fuck yes, like, no one's going to know. This is perfect. Finally, this is gone. Finally. But that there is a record. Yeah, shout out to Dorkhead. Calls it perfectly. Uh, Me Too's very own spokeswoman is Amber Heard. Enough said. Yep. I I'm going to give you a down to Marco for that comment. Facts, One of the biggest pushers of Me Too is who? Amber Heard. And last time I heard, she was lying all over the place, bro. Stop <laughs> the cap. Bumbacad. Of them acknowledging this happened so that if something terrible happened to me or my family, there are witnesses, there is a trace. You know, I... They can't hurt me because this deal has been made. I am protected. And at the same time, no one's ever going to find out. Coming up. Of course, that's her justification, right? Uh, so now, right, we're going to go ahead and go into her versus Trump now, right? So you guys get an idea. In 2016, 10 days before the election, Stormy Daniels was paid $130,000 allegedly to stay quiet about her night with Trump. But then in January this year, she claims Trump. To whom it may concern, over the past few weeks, I have been asked countless times to comment, uh, comment on reports of an alleged sexual relationship I had with Donald Trump many, many, many years ago. The fact of the matter is that each party is to this alleged affair, uh, is that each party to this alleged affair denied its existence in 2006, 2011, uh, 2016, 2017, and now again in 2018. I am not denying this affair because I was paid hush money and has been reported in overseas owned tabloids. I'm denying this affair because it never happened. I'll n have no further comment on this matter. Please feel free to check me out on Instagram at the Stormy Daniels. Of course, you got to drop her Instagram. Of course, brah. Bumbacad. Yo, man. Yo, they do anything for clout, man. Anything for clout. Don't forget that, guys. All right? Whether it's sell you off for AdSense, say, say some stuff about we banged 10 years ago. Uh, yo, you this happened. Blah, blah, blah. Anything. For Klaus, she had to drop her Instagram in there, of course. Of course, had to drop her Instagram in there.
Tom's team pressured her to sign another document, denying she ever had sex with Trump. So what turned you? Can you remember the moment when you thought, no. Fuck this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, very clearly. What was that day? Um, the day that I went on Jimmy Kimmel, January 30th. Please welcome Stormy Daniels. Remarkably, instead of keeping quiet, Stormy claims Trump's camp wanted her to start talking, but to say she'd never had sex with the president. It made for very awkward late-night television. Did you sign this letter that was released today? I don't know, did I? Wait a minute, that you can but say, right? That does right? not look like my signature, does it? It doesn't look like your signature, so you're... Bumbaka! So she basically went on there and just evaded questions the whole time, guys. Literally, like, a useless interview. But what? But what is she doing? Oh, let me use this opportunity for clout. Like, she's lying. She's obviously trying to say, oh, I want to get the story. I want to get the story, blah, 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 bro. She used this as a, as literally as gasoline, right, to ignite her press run to advertise herself, advertise her business, advertise her, you know, her, um, you know, sex work, whatever she was doing at the time. Like, bro, Klaus a hell of a drug. You're saying perhaps this letter was written and released without your approval. Were you bullied? Um, yes. Not, uh, hey, sign this or we're going to break your kneecap with a baseball bat, but it's in your very best interest for you and your family if you just sign this now. Do you think the president is watching right now? I like to imagine him. I don't want to imagine him. <laughs> After her strange appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel show, the gloves came off. Of course, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, su super liberal, left-leaning. Oh, yeah, let me be funny. He's like, he reminds me of Trevor Noah. He's also another soy boy pussy. Bumbukat! Stormy and Donald went to war. I wanted to defend myself. I was being ripped to shreds and backed into a corner and not allowed to stand up for myself. See, Donald Trump has been fairly um, straightforward in tweets, of course. He says that, um, in essence, that you've um, uh, told false and extortionist accusations about an affair. And he has said that the, the the story of being threatened mm -hmm. is all a con job. Those two tweets were, especially when he called me a con job. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Trump be roasting this chick. It's hilarious. Look, he said here, um, these four horrible, horrible radical left Democrat investigations of uh, your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunts in the history of our country. He fumed on March 21st. It's an absolute disgrace, whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid, the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call that was absolutely perfect or the Stormy Daniels horse uh, Stormy horse face Daniels extortion plot. They're all sick and it's fake news. <laughs> Bro, he calls her a horse face Stormy horse face Daniels extortion plot, bro. <laughs> Yo, he gives no fucks, man. Hilarious. This is why I like Donald Trump, man. I rock with him. I rock with him. Y'all could call this a biased podcast. I don't care. If y'all don't like Trump, get the fuck out of here, all right? Give y'all the... Okay? Because this shit is hilarious. If my man is out here calling these porns, Stormy Horseface Daniels. <laughs> is um one of the... You know, I guess I should thank him for encouraging me to write a book. Do you think you've got the President of the United States running scared.
He's not smart enough to run scared. What is he? Stupid. Uh, an egotistical lunatic at this point. Coming up, more embarrassing. Who's more of an egotistical lunatic? Him, who never mentions her, or her going on multiple interviews using him as a reason to get an interview and constantly talking about him? Riddle me that. <clears throat> Revelations. Yeti hair. <laughs> that was just me being... And look, she writes a book as well, guys. Weeks, Stormy Daniels. Writes a book about this stuff. Bro, tell me that, oh, I want to put this all behind me. I don't want to be involved in this anymore, blah, blah, blah. She wrote a book about this and talked about Trump intimately. Pause. Okay? Talking about his anatomy. All right, guys? Y'all telling me that this chick is like, oh, no, I don't want to. Because that's what she had to say. I'm trying to put this behind me. I don't want to be involved. Blah, blah, blah. Writes a book. Look at this. She's at Barnes & Noble posing with her book, man. Come on. Bumbocat. Launched a tell-all account of her time with Donald Trump. Stormy for president. Oh, God. Oh, look at these soy boys. Stormy for president. Bro. L. And with it, a salvo of excruciating observations that zeroed in on President Trump's dignity. He talks about uh, Donald Trump's anatomy, uh, his performance in bed, neither of which are very flattering. He knows he has an unusual pain. Could you imagine if Donald Trump wrote a book about her, like her JJ stinking or some shit like that? Oh, it smelled like fish. Could you imagine what would happen? Bro, deplatformed everywhere. He wouldn't be able to run for president. They talk shit about him, blah, 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 blah. Bro, he would never be able to do anything if he made a book like that talking about her sexually, right? But she's able to write a book and make a bunch of money on it, bro. Clown world. It has a huge mushroom head. He's calling it smaller than normal and oddly shaped. As quotes, like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. Why did you do that? To prove that I'm not lying. You see that as evidence. Oh, absolutely. Let's just hope that no one, it's never called as an exhibit in court. But if it was, I win. And Yeti here. <laughs> that was just me being mean. <laughs> So you feel you had to go to the... Now you don't see why he calls her horse face Daniels. Because she's been shooting shots for a long time, man. I feel like I was level. forced there, yeah. And, and you know, I justify it in a way to myself. And even now I'm saying, like, this is a man who said much worse things about women multiple times. So here's a taste of your own medicine, asshole. His first instinct is always... All right, so now y'all know the the back and forth and the reason why i played that guys because i wanted you guys to kind of get the the whole saga there of how she met donald trump the the payments uh their back and forth you know what prompted the payment obviously the whole grabber by the you know the jj thing prompted you know cohen to take initiative to say okay let's get this chick paid off because we don't need more crap coming up during this presidential run and it's crazy because even during all that stuff happening everyone trying to destroy trump he still took the W, okay, against, you know, Hillary. Uh, and his whole campaign against Hillary was hilarious. He brought in, uh, when he was debating Hillary, he brought in a bunch of chicks that, like, made allegations against uh, Bill Clinton and put them in the front row. <laughs> Yo, man. Crooked Hillary, lock her up! Remember that shit? Crooked Hillary! So, um, comedy, comedy, comedy. So, okay. So uh, next, we're going to go ahead 
and play, okay, guys, a portion of Trump's deposition um, when he uh, in New York. All right. As you all know, they had been trying to get him on these charges. So last year, they brought him in under oath. And he had some questions. So I'm just going to fast forward to the part where they ask him the first question. I just want you all to hear what he says here. that we are off the record uh, during these proceedings. The Attorney General controls the record. Uh, Very little. I could read this. You can start to. Okay. Controls the record. Um, so, uh, Mr. Trump, what did you do to prepare for today's examination? You can start to. You can read your sentence. Uh, very little. Interesting. If you'd like, I could read this. You can hear someone whispering to the side. That's probably his lawyer. Statement, but very little. Um, well, excuse me. Read the statement. Can we go? Yes, he would like. I keeps him to read the statement because she doesn't want him to say anything that is going to obviously incriminate himself, right? <clears throat> I'll now use my uh, moment to go off the record. And a deposition, guys. By the way, you guys might be wondering what's a deposition. Real quick, a deposition, guys, is when you are brought in and it's a taped um, testimony. All right, that can be used in court later on. All right, they swear you in. You're under oath, and you can't lie. Now, you can obviously invoke the Fifth Amendment and not answer questions, especially if you are the target of an investigation and or what you say <clears throat> could potentially uh, incriminate yourself. Right. Um, but that's why his lawyers keep telling him, hey, read the statement, read the statement. Don't say nothing else. Like, just read the statement, et cetera. It's something that they had prepared, which he's probably not going to. You know, this video went on for 37 minutes, but it's probably him avoiding questions or whatever it may be. We'll play this portion real fast. But that's what a deposition is, guys. It can be used in court after the fact. It's taped testimony. Thank you. Sorry. Just read this. You're going off the record at 9.44 a.m. All right. So this should be the first question here coming up. We're back on the record at 9.45 a.m. Uh, Mr. Trump, I understand you have a statement that you want to read into the record. Yes. Um, would you please feel free to start? At any Thank time. you very much. This is the greatest witch hunt in the history of our country. Yes, right on. <laughs> Yo, I just love how he doesn't care, bro. My man goes in a deposition. It goes in and says, this is a witch hunt. <laughs> like what? Like, bro, it's great. Oh, man. Yo, he really gives no fucks. This is what happens, guys, when you have F you money. You just go in to the New York attorney's attorney general's office under oath. They're asking you serious ass questions, trying to get you in trouble. And he's just like, this is a witch hunt. And he just goes into a statement. Let, let's keep going. There has never been another president or perhaps even another politician who has been persecuted, harassed, and in every other way unfairly treated like President Donald J. Trump. What Letitia James has tried to do the last number of years is a disgrace to the legal system, an affront to the New York State taxpayers, and a violation of the solemn rights and protections afforded by the United States Constitution. Translation, New York AG office, fuck you. Bumbocat! She developed a political platform and made a career out of maliciously attacking me and my business before she 
even understood or was elected or reviewed one of the millions of pages of documents we willingly produced. We willingly produced these documents. James proclaimed that she, quote, looks forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day suing me and then going home. Since during her campaign, she announced that she was obsessed with, quote, taking me on, taking me on, and that her eyes were set on Trump Tower, quote, Trump Tower. She even assured her supporters as an election promise very strongly that, quote, we're going to definitely sue him before she even knew anything about me. We're going to be a real pain in his ass. He's going to know my name personally. And she claimed I was on an illegitimate and that it was an illegitimate president. Quote, illegitimate president. In her AG speech, she promised to, quote, shine a bright light into every dark corner of Trump's real estate holdings. Shortly thereafter, she vowed to, quote, use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transactions and that his that of his family as well. She knows nothing about us. This is when she knew absolutely nothing about us. It was very unfair. This whole thing is very unfair. As a pretense for commencing her bogus investigation, Letitia James relied on the testimony of Michael Cohen, a convicted felon and liar. The Southern District of New York astutely described Cohen as a man who, quote, repeatedly used his power and influence for deceptive ends by engaging in, quote, extensive, deliberate and serious criminal conduct consistent with a, quote, pattern of deception that permeated his professional life. This was in a long. And actually, guys, this is a big reason why the feds didn't go after uh, Donald Trump. Some of you guys might be wondering, like, yo, why didn't if the feds got Cohen, why didn't they go after um, Trump after the fact? And the reason why, guys, is because he was a sitting president. So there's some law in place that you cannot indict a sitting president after the uh, Nixon situation. It's a uh, it's it's like a Watergate clause. So um, that's how Donald Trump was able to kind of evade prosecution um, there. And then also he had some, you know, defenses like, hey, I was under acting under good faith for my attorney. I thought that was the way to go. He was my attorney. I just went off of what he said, blah, blah, blah. So he had a he had a degree of separation. Right. Executive privilege. And on top of that, he had the ability to have some plausible deniability. So the Department of Justice ended up not charging him, uh, you know, for the whole Stormy Daniels thing federally. All right. Um, but they did go after Cohen and he ended up getting hit. And he also got hit also, guys, on other charges as well. He had a medallion scam with the taxis in New York. Uh, he wasn't he was um, lying to the banks about money that he was uh, that he had to get loans. Um, so all these different things on top of what he did with Stormy Daniels is what ended up getting him indicted. And the fact that he lied so much hurt his credibility. So he would have had to been the star witness against Trump in the other case. And obviously when you're getting caught for crimes that, you know, have a, a liar type connotation and it's only one individual, you need more than one crook, one crook's testimony to put another in jail. Right. So it would have been an uphill battle for DOJ, uh, among many other 
things besides what I just listed. There was even more issues with that case, um, but those are just some of them. Many page statement by him. It only gets worse. This is the witness, a stone cold loser, a real loser. <laughs> Bumbocard! Yo, my man is calling his former attorney who turned on him, right? A stone cold loser and a deposition in a criminal case against him. I fucking love it, baby. <laughs> that she used to justify her obsessive work, her obsessive <laughs> investigation of me, even though he got in civil and criminal trouble for representing himself on a taxi cab company that he had and other things, and also others as a lawyer. I That's the taxi thing I was telling you guys about. He had a bunch of medallions um, and some scheme with that, which medall having medallions, guys, for taxis in New York is a very lucrative uh, business field to be in. And that's what Cohen was involved in. Once asked, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? I was asking that question. Now I know the answer to that question. When your family, your company, and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and even the fake news media, you really have no choice. We cannot permit a renegade and out of control prosecutor to use this investigation as a means of advancing her political career. New York deserves better and this country deserves better. Being a prosecutor is a very important thing. This is a vindictive and self-serving fishing expedition, the likes of which this country has perhaps never seen before. If there was any question in my mind, the raid on my home two days ago, Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Florida, by the FBI, just two days prior to this deposition, think of it, wiped out any of that uncertainty. I have absolutely no choice because the current administration and many prosecutors in this country have lost all moral and ethical bounds of decency. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool, an absolute fool. One statement or answer that is ever so slightly off, just ever so slightly, by accident, by mistake, such as it was a sunny, beautiful day when actually it was slightly overcast, would be met by law enforcement at a level seldom seen in this country, because I've experienced it. The United States Constitution exists for this very purpose, and I will utilize it to the fullest extent and defend myself against this malicious attack by this administration, this attorney general's office, and all other attacks on my family, my business, and our country. Accordingly, under the advice of my counsel, and for all of the above reasons, I respectfully decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen 
under the United States Constitution. This will be my answer to any further questions. Bam. Translation. You guys are coming after me. Fuck you guys. I'm not answering no questions. Y'all are all crooked in the fake news media. You guys can all suck it. And Cohen is a uh, stone-cold loser. <laughs> My God, bro. I love it. I love it. Guys, like the video, by the way. There's 2,000 plus of y'all watching the show. Um, 2,200 of you guys total. So do me a favor, guys. Come on over to YouTube if you aren't already. Like the video. Let's get to 2,000 likes. I see 2,200 watching. 2,000 on YouTube. Another 200 plus on Twitch. So, uh, yeah. And we're on Twitch, like I said before, because, you know, you uh, we didn't get shut down with the 60 Minutes for Australia, that, which is lit. So, so uh, let's go ahead and get into now um, the uh, Stormy Daniels guys recently, as you guys can see, almost two weeks ago, went ahead and met with prosecutors for Trump's hush money probe. Let's play the clip. NBC News correspondent Vaughn Hilliard is with us from West Palm Beach, close to Mar-a-Lago. So, Vaughn, we got a, a bit of news. One is that Michael Cohen and his lawyer, Lanny Davis, will be making a statement about all this once he's done testifying. And number two, Stormy Daniels met with prosecutors. Tell us what happened. Right. Michael Cohen was and is the key witness in all of this here, and he is currently behind closed doors with that grand jury for day two of testimony. And the anticipation was that was that Michael Cohen was likely the final witness to go before the grand jury before District Attorney Alvin Bragg were to try to present his case to the grand jury that they should vote to issue an indictment of the former president. But so you got Stormy Daniels and Cohen guys both have went to testify in front of this grand jury, which if they're making moves like that, flying them in and everything else like that, I do see a indictment coming soon. And we're going to talk about the charges of this indictment soon. Just here in the last few minutes, well, there may be another potential witness who Evan Bragg chooses to bring before that grand jury. And that would be stormy daniels herself we have here in just the last couple of minutes statements on twitter from not only stormy daniels but as well as her attorney you can see in the attorney statement the attorney says quote at the request of the manhattan da's office stormy daniels and i met with prosecutors today stormy responded to questions and has agreed to make herself available as a witness or for further inquiry if needed hashtag team stormy and stormy daniels herself tweeting thank you to my amazing attorney for helping me in our continuing fight for truth and justice of course michael cohen he met with prosecutors for uh, in 20 different instances before he went uh, in front of the grand jury here this week because remember with the 20 times Bumbaka. so you guys already know and keep in mind guys he's motivated he wants trump to go to jail too Impalement of this grand jury, essentially the district attorney, this is his opportunity to bring forward evidence, evidence and testimony before these jurors to make his essentially what is a one sided case. Now, Donald Trump does have till tomorrow to go before this grand jury and make his own case. But so far, his attorneys have suggested that he's not going to do that. Hell no, I wouldn't either, bro. You ain't, I'm not saying nothing. Fifth Amendment, baby. And so this is his opportunity. And if this latest meeting here with Stormy Daniels and her attorney here today would suggest, and that would be that they uh, intend to bring her before the grand jury as well, before putting it up to the jurors to decide whether to indict or not. All right. So that's her going in. And then this 
is your boy going in. Well, Donald Trump's former attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen, is testifying before a grand jury today as part of the Stormy Daniels hush money investigation. Cohen arriving at the New York State Courthouse earlier in lower Manhattan, where prosecutors say he paid Daniels $130,000 on behalf of Trump during the run-up to the 2016 election. Now, I will say this, guys, from my professional experience, it is kind of, um, it adds more credibility to Cohen now that Stormy Daniels is involved because now she could corroborate that, yes, he paid me the money, blah, blah, blah. And they're basically working together now, right? Right, and it's in a, in a sense, right? Because they're now the prosecution witnesses to get Trump indicted. So Cohen, who had, you know, character issues, you would say, or credibility issues, now he's going to be a little bit validified with this girl, Stormy Daniels, also testifying. So it is, um, if I was on a Trump defense team, I would be a little concerned that both of them are testifying in front of the grand jury. And just to make this clear, guys, again, this is a state case. So we're going to talk about the actual charges that are look, that are looming here in a second. But I just wanted y'all to see what's going on between the two star witnesses in this case. And I know some of you guys are saying, yo, hush money isn't illegal. So what the fuck? We're going to explain that in a second. To keep her quiet about a sexual encounter she says she had with the former president. Here's what Cohen told reporters just before testifying. You've heard me say this many times. My goal, this is not revenge, right? What this is is uh, not the cap. It definitely is revenge, bro. You and Trump hate each other now at this point. About accountability. I don't want to see anyone, including Donald Trump, indicted, prosecuted, convicted, incarcerated, simply because I fundamentally disagree with them. This is all about accountability. He needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds. Your prosecutors have invited Trump himself to testify, but lawyers say he has no plans to appear. ABC News investigative reporter Aaron Katursky joining me now live outside the courthouse. Uh, Aaron, prosecutors, um, let's talk about what they're looking to learn from Cohen, because don't we really know everything now after the past seven years? You'd think, and, and it seemed kind of evident that Trump made this payment on the eve of the 2016 campaign to, to protect his chances at, at winning the presidential election. But the grand jury may not know that, and that is in all likelihood what prosecutors want Michael Cohen to testify to, because Trump and the Trump Organization logged the payment as a routine legal expense. But Cohen, who was there, who actually made the $130,000 payment, uh, can actually tell the grand jury why Trump gave the money to Stormy Daniels in the first place. And, and that would help frame any possible criminal charges that the former. Bam. And that's where them working together in tandem with the testimony will actually help with getting an indictment going. Now, the next question is, is this going to be a felony or a misdemeanor, which we're going to talk about that here in a second president could face. Right. And let's talk about potential charges that prosecutors could pursue if they decide to indict Trump. Well, the, the prosecutors with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office are considering charges of falsifying business records. Ordinarily in New York, Kira, that's a misdemeanor. But prosecutors could try to bump it up to a felony if they can show that the records were falsified in furtherance of another crime like a campaign finance violation, which is what Michael Cohen went to prison for. He pleaded guilty to federal charges. And you heard him say this. So that is the basis, guys. That campaign federal charge, right, is going to be the prerequisite crime that they're going to use, right, to try to get Trump on the felony of falsifying business records. Okay, does that make sense, guys? That is the key. But it's never been done before where a federal case, right, 
is the prerequisite crime, so to speak, right, for this falsify falsifying of business records crime. Because the misdemeanor is easy to prove, right? Who cares? But the felony, you need to prove that there was it was to conceal or to conduct another crime. About. But there's no case law on this in the New York side. Revenge. It's all about accountability. Cohen has always said, and prosecutors have, have believed, that he acted at the direction of former President Trump when he made the payment to Daniels. And so prosecutors here in New York could be trying to elevate the charges through Cohen's testimony. Well, let's talk about the latest from Trump's attorneys uh, appearing on Good Morning America, out there publicly saying, hey, their client is being uh, isn't being handled properly. And this was the first time we'd really heard from Trump's criminal defense attorney, Joe Tacopina, who, who said that it's going to be difficult for, for prosecutors to try to prove that Trump made the payment to protect his campaign. The defense attorney said he was trying to protect this information about an alleged affair, which he denies from his wife, Melania, and, and from his young son, Barron. And, and that's part of the reason why Trump made the payment, because as the defense sees it, he was being extorted. So far from being a crime involving campaign finance violations, this was a, a, a payment just to keep her quiet so as not to embarrass his wife. And that's a, a, a line of argument that the prosecutors would have to overcome, Kira. So Trump's also in decisions on a number of other investigations. We've talked about the one in Georgia surrounding alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Also here in our nation's capital in Washington, a special counsel now looking into Trump's actions leading up to January 6th. The deadly insurrection is handling of the classified documents. There's so much at stake here for the former president. It's quite astounding to think someone who wants to be president of the United States again is undergoing multiple investigations. But none of those investigations are curtailing his campaign plans. He is expected to be in Iowa tonight in order to make a campaign stop in the first in the nation caucus state. And Trump has said that if he crazy, they're saying deadly insurrection, wild, huh? is indicted, which his spokesman said would be simply insane because he's done nothing wrong. But Trump says it could help his numbers. And he said he's not going to shy away from his new run for the White House. Any charging decision in the affirmative either by prosecutors here in New York, in Georgia, or by the special counsel, would make Trump the first former American president to face criminal charges. Aaron, thank you so much. So he gave a pretty good analysis there besides the whole bullshit about the other stuff. So, uh, uh, uh. so here is the crime, guys, that they are looking at. So this is the DA right here, okay? I think his name is Alvin... Uh, yeah, Alvin J. Bragg, L. Bragg, is apparently on the verge. Okay, we'll read this real fast. The Manhattan DA's charges and Trump's defense, a detailed preview. Okay, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin J. Bra L. Bragg, excuse me, because it has an L in his name, because he probably is a loss. Is apparently on the verge of charging Donald J. Trump under the New York State's business record statute for concealing hush money payments that may have affected the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. In the first essay in this series, as well as in some of the author's prior writings, we analyzed the uh, applicable facts and law and predicate, uh, predicted that charges were likely. In this next installment, we dive into a particular sticking point, the legal basis for elevating the misdemeanor business records violation to a possible felony. Okay, To our knowledge, no in-depth review of these bases has yet been made publicly available, and so we walk through them here. We also analyze Trump's likely defenses and conclude by addressing his inflammatory recent calls to action uh, and what the DA 
will do next. So just so you guys know, here's the statute itself, Section 175 of the New York Penal Code, okay? Falsifying business records in the second degree. A person is guilty of falsifying business records in the second degree. Oops, let me enlarge this. Okay. In uh, the second degree, when, with intent to defraud, he makes or causes a false entry in the business records of an enterprise or alters, erases, liberates, deletes, removes, or destroys a true entry in the business records of an enterprise, or three, omits to make a true entry in the business records of an enterprise in violation of a duty to do so, which he knows to be imposed upon him by law or by the nature of his position, or prevents the making of a true entry or cause the omission thereof in the business records of an enterprise. Falsifying business records in the second degree is a what? Class A misdemeanor. Okay, guys, so as y'all know, that would be an L. You know, charging them of a misdemeanor, that's a big waste of time to convene a bunch of grand juries. But this is what they're trying to go for right here, guys. Section 175.10, falsifying business records in the first degree, okay? Falsifying business records in the first degree, a, a person is guilty of falsifying business records in the first degree when he commits the crime of falsifying business records in the second degree and when his intent to defraud includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid... Uh, or to aid or conceal the commission thereof. Falsifying business records in the first degree is a class E felony, okay? So this, guys, is what the state of New York is trying to hit Donald Trump with, okay? And they're going to use Cohen's case, AKA this, all right? This information, which if you go down to paragraph 39 here, okay? You go to paragraph 39. Throughout 2017, Michael Cohen, the defendant, sent one or more representatives of the company monthly invoices, which stated, pursuant to the retainer agreement, kindly remit payment for services rendered for the relevant month in 2017 and saw $35,000 per month. The company accounted for these payments as legal expenses. Okay, so when he had, so what uh, what Cohen did, guys, was he took, uh, um, uh, a HELOC, a home equity line of credit on his home, okay, took that money and he took $130,000 of it and he paid Stormy Daniels off uh, from his own money, okay? Then he went ahead and billed Trump saying retainer fees for $35,000 a month for several months. This clearly is fraud. Why? Because it wasn't for retainer. It was to pay off someone. Now, the issue is that this is when he was campaigning. There was a question of, was campaign funds used to do this, et cetera. So that's how Cohen ended up getting jammed up, especially with the tax evasion and everything else. You know, he got hit with a bunch of charges. But this was a component to the charges that he got hit with, okay? So he uh, basically got reimbursed on a monthly period uh, basis of $35,000 for several months. In truth and in fact, there was no such retainer agreement. And the monthly invoices Cohen submitted were not in connection with any legal services he had provided in 2017. What were they for? To pay off she belongs to the street. Stormy Daniels. Okay? Then, during 2017, pursuant to the invoices described above, Michael Cohen, the defendant, received a monthly 35000 reimbursement checks totaling $420,000. Okay? And then also, to receive all this money, he did a unlawful corporate contribution, all right? So this is what he did. The allegations contained in paragraphs 1 through 3 and 24 through 40 are repeated and realleged as though fully set forth herein. From in or about June 2016 up to and including 
in or about October 2016 in the Southern District of New York and elsewhere, Michael Cohen, the defendant, knowingly and willfully caused a corporation to make a contribution and expenditure aggregating $25,000 and more during the 2016 calendar year to the campaign of a candidate for the president of the United States, to wit, Cohen caused Corporation One to make in advance a $150,000 payment to Woman One, including through the promise of reimbursement so as to ensure that Woman One did not publicize damaging allegations before the 2016 election and thereby influence that election. And Woman One, if y'all are wondering, is who? She belongs to the street. Stormy Daniels, a.k.a. Horseface. All right? So this is where the issues arise, my friends. Okay? Um, And then also he paid too much money because he excessive... $25,000, guys, is more than what you're supposed to contribute to a campaign. I think it's something like $5,400 or something like that is the max. Right? So... On or about October 27, 2016, in the Southern District of New York and elsewhere, Michael Cohen, the defendant, knowingly and willfully made and caused to be made a contribution to Individual One, a candidate for federal office, and his author, and Individual One is who, guys? Donald Trump, okay? And his authorized political committee in excess of the limits of the Election Act, which aggregated $25,000 and more in calendar year 2016, and did so by making and causing to be made an expenditure in cooperation, consultation, and concert with, and at the request and suggestion of one or more members of the campaign. To wit, Cohen made a $130,000 payment to Woman 2 to ensure that she did not publicize damaging allegations before the 2016 presidential election and thereby influence that election. My bad, guys. Hold on. Give myself stupid. Woman 2 is Stormy Daniels. Woman 1 is uh, another chick, uh, which I'm going to get her name here. I forget her name. God damn it. Uh, it was another girl that also wanted to come forward and try to um, uh, come at um, Donald Trump with a story. And we're going to I'm going to actually play a video for you guys that kind of explains and weaves this all together for y'all in a, in a more entertaining light. Uh, but let, before I do that, let me go ahead and hit some of these chats real fast. OK, um, we got here. Jerry Pacheco, Myron, we break down Hunter Biden and what was on his laptop. Uh, maybe if there's enough demand for it. Uh, IRS 20 bucks. We never had. And you know what? You know, what I'll probably do. Actually, guys, I'll probably do a whole Biden thing with uh, with uh, Ryan Dawson. Ryan Dawson did a fantastic documentary on uh, the Biden family, and uh, I'll probably cover that with him. Uh, IRS 20 bucks because it, it's pretty deep. Uh, we never had a more boss president in the Trump. These hating ass trying to make him take him down because he's a top G who doesn't bow down. He'll beat all these charges for sure. Shout out to you, IRS. Uh, pro on. Ever think of doing the Albert Fish case? Uh, Angie, has that come up? Yeah. That did come up? Okay. All right. Um, my save lives. I'm working on an edit to show you guys just how much uh, real love they get in the streets. Myron is helping even women like me see the error of their ways after being brainwashed by social indoctrination. Shout out to Zena the Witch. Part of the Don't pressure the team. We love her. Um, made some really, really positive changes in her life. Like 180 degrees, man. I'm really proud of her. Uh, are we getting another update with dollar cost crypto on market and also the federal C- CBDC? Uh, they want to introduce to the public W Myron and FNF. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on our Avengers episode, but don't worry. Uh, the crypto guys will be here, guys, in um, April, mid-April. They'll be here. Okay. Uh, BMT. Marco is on fire on the panel show. We need the same the center on FNF soon. That man is special. He's got Andrew Tate potential. Yeah. Um, I, I like uh, Mark quite a lot, man. Really good guy. Uh, Myron, why do they have it out for Trump when he saved the American people with stimulus checks? Also, we ever do a vid on Elliot Roger. Peace. Um. Bro, they, they just don't like Trump because it is what it is, man. Haters going to hate. As far as Elliot Rogers goes, um, 
Probably. Uh, I will do one on him. Uh, do you ever do you think you uh, you ever cover Christopher Dorner and LAPD situation for back in the day? Yes, I will cover Christopher Dorner. Um, me and a Angie actually did know the case very well. It's just that the documentary that we were going to use uh, is boring, bro. It's just trash. Uh, me and Angie watched it. We didn't like it. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we entertain you guys or show you guys a good time. So uh, we are going to find a better documentary to do uh, to react to for that. Marco, A, have you heard of Brandon Carter's mix of Grab Him by the Cat? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Brandon Carter. He's hilarious. Uh, Michael Mishra, a dollar. Appreciate that. Zena, Mara got that Rajul Multai look going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I got the grays coming in. Uh, keep having fun, Myron. Uh, makes the stream better. I'm trying. Um, Chief Keep, Trump is bigly. Trump has grizzly energy. And that grizzly grabbed her like a glove box handle and pulled in, pulled her in close. Okay? <laughs> the greatest thing to happen to Stormy was getting her walls desecrated by Trump. She milked the hell out of that situation. Tax at 304. Facts. She probably has a bunch of money that she needs to pay. Bro still hit that, though, and got elected. W. Trump, I agree. Dumb, dumb, and you want to know something dumb, else? Dumb, he banged her without a condom, okay? Another one. Dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb, <laughs> he banged that chick uh, with no condom. Horse face cockmaster. Shout out to Tosta Rosta. And then uh, Zena the Witch. It's always the blonde women. Amber Heard was blonde. Haley Bieber is blonde. Even Rachel Wood is blonde. All the problematic females are blonde. And Zena might be on to something here. <laughs> Zena might be on to something here, man. What's going on? Hold on, man. Maybe I got to rethink what I'm doing. All right. Uh, let's see here. Also, guys, I need y'all to do me a favor. Uh, like the video. And if you guys are watching on Twitch, come on over to YouTube. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and play this video. Uh, shout out to um, the Legal Eagle. Um, he does a really good job of weaving all this stuff together. But before I do this, real, me, real quick, let me give you a quick recap. As y'all know, we love to give recaps, okay? So what did we cover? We covered first who Donald Trump was. Then we covered who Stormy Daniels is. Then we covered who Michael Cohen is. As you guys know, Donald Trump, uh, 45th president of the United States, you know, apprentice, superstar, uh, one of the most hated, but I like him personally. Stormy Daniels, porn star for the streets. Michael Cohen was Trump's former attorney, and he pretty much was involved in, you know, paying hush money to Stormy Daniels, $130,000 to be exact. Um, he did it through strange ways, moving money around, creating corporations, etc. He had a bunch of other crimes that he was charged with as well by the feds to include, you know, this money moving for Stormy Daniels and some other women that he paid off, right, during the 2016 presidential election. He ends up getting convicted, doing time. Uh, and then the feds do not end up pursuing Trump, okay? The state does. The state of New York, however, decides to do it. The DA opens a case. They've convened the grand jury several times. Um, to go after Trump. And recently, they brought Cohen in and they brought Stormy Daniels in to give testimony on the Trump situation. And I predict more than likely, and everyone else is predicting this, that Trump will be indicted by the state of New York fairly soon. Um, and he's going to be indicted formally for falsifying business records. And the falsifying of these business records is from Cohen paying money to this woman. And they're going to probably use the prerequisite cr crime of the federal issues that Cohen had as the basis to go ahead and charge him on the state case. Because remember, to get the felony falsifying records, you need to be able to prove that you are falsifying the records in furtherance or to cover up or to commit another crime. So they're going to use that federal crime, right? Using federal statutes to, uh, I guess, substantiate the state charge. But this has never been done before, okay? They've never used a federal case for to 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 prop up 
a state case for falsifying records. So this is all very unprecedented. Unprecedented. There's no state. There's no um, um, case law on this. All right. So that's kind of the summary overall. But we're gonna go ahead and play this um, legal ego video. Shout out to him. Uh, makes pretty good content. I like the guy. Um, and he does a pretty good job of kind of summarizing this in a funny manner um, as well. And uh, he goes into some legal jargon and detail, which I will also further explain for you guys. But let's get into it, and then uh, we'll close this bad boy out. All right. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and kill. Actually, no, no, we'll keep the Twitch stream going. So like the video, guys. Let's get going. Apprentice was the Republican nominee for president. On October 7, 2016, the Washington Post published a video oh, show. And show some love, guys. Go ahead. I'm going to like his video, as you guys should like my video. And subscribe to his channel, all right? Which I'm already subscribed. You have to see here. Donald Trump. And I'll link the video in the description as well. So that we're we're picking up guys right where the grabber by the pussy thing came out, all right? And a member of the Bush family making some lewd comments about women. And while Trump was battling the so-called Access Hollywood tape, Stormy Daniels, a prolific entertainer in adult films, threatened to go public after her alleged affair with Trump. Michael Cohen, who was then Trump's personal quote attorney slash fixer, facilitated. So Stormy Daniels picked the perfect time to try to go public with it, huh? Hey man, cloud chasing is real. Did hush money payments to Daniels. The payments were meant to keep Daniels quiet so that Trump would win the election, at least according to Cohen. Now, uh, the Access Hollywood tape was thought to be the death knell for Trump's campaign, and it caused many politicians to back away from Trump without really backing away from him. But despite the rumors and the Access Hollywood tapes, Trump won the election. Now, during that frantic time, however, no one knew how the tape would impact the campaign. Uh, someone asked a good question about statute of limitations. Don't worry, that will be answered in this video. Trump and his advisors had already anticipated that women would go forward to the media with claims about Trump, and they came up with a plan to deal with it. In 2015, Trump and Cohen met up with David Pecker, the chairman of American Media Inc., the company that publishes the National Enquirer and other tabloids. Okay, this is very important, guys. Um, this right here is how they were able to kind of curtail girls coming forward. Remember how I mentioned earlier that um, when one girl comes forward, Right, every the, the the floods just just the floodgates open and everyone, oh me too, oh, blah, blah blah. So what happened was they got with David Pecker, and you guys are gonna see what they did. It was actually a very smart move for them to do this back in 2015, prior to the presidential election. Uh, R. Kelly and a couple other people probably should have done this as well. Pecker agreed to help Trump fend off claims from all the women he definitely did not have affairs with over the years. And at Pecker's direction, the National Enquirer and other tabloids agreed to catch and kill stories about Trump by negotiating for the exclusive rights to the negative stories about Trump and then never publishing the stories they paid for. Now, six weeks before the Republican... So that's actually pretty smart. The girls sell the story, they buy the story, just never put it out. Which, as you guys remember, Stormy Daniels, when she was doing her interview with, um, with Australia 60 Minutes... Right? I'm just kidding with the R. Kelly thing. That dude's a, a crook. Bomba cut! But, uh, <laughs> but, um, with Stormy Daniels, remember how she said, oh, yeah, I did an interview and it never got put out. It probably got intercepted by Pecker and his people. National convention, former Playboy bunny Karen McDougal was set to go public about her alleged. That's the other chick. Okay, Karen McDougal, former Playboy bunny that he also smashed. I'm telling you guys, Trump was out here in these streets, man. Uh, that was, I think, woman one. Okay, woman two in the indictment that I showed y'all for Cohen, woman one was Karen McDougal, woman two was uh, Stormy Daniels. An affair with Trump. In June of 2016, however, Pecker's company purchased the rights to McDougal's life story for $150,000. Pecker then assigned the rights to Cohen for $125,000. Cohen incorporated a shell company called Resolution. Chess move. 
bought that story and ain't never getting out stupid stupid consultants llc do receive the money now he secretly recorded a conversation with trump explaining the arrangement i need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info and this actually ended up messing him up because as you guys can see here he created a company to move the money around which ended up hurting him in the information that i showed y'all before so regarding our friend david and when Cohen told Trump that they have to come up with some financing, Trump suggested paying by check or maybe even using cash. So I'm, I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be what financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, 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 no. I got no, no, no. Now, obviously, Cohen decided to use a shell company here because ostensibly he was a lawyer. Uh, Pecker sent the paperwork to Cohen, but then backed out of the deal. However, Pecker kept his antenna up for other women who were shopping stories about Trump. Uh, in October of 2016, Pecker told Cohen that porn star Stormy Daniels was willing to sell her story and was already in talks with Good Morning America. Cohen negotiated an agreement with Daniels to purchase her silence for $130,000. And to arrange a payment that was not linked directly to Trump, Cohen drew down $130,000 from his home equity line of credit and requested that it... Which actually... Stupid. Very dumb that he did that. I don't know why he didn't just, like, try to find the funds through some other means versus a home equity line of credit because that's all extremely traceable. Um, and you got to fill out a lot of paperwork to get a home equity line of credit, a HELOC. But yes, and if you guys want more information on HELOCs, we talk about that in our real estate episodes. But basically, a home equity line of credit is an open credit line on the equity that you have in your home that you're able to tap into you to use for anything else. Typically, you don't want to use it you know, to pay off whore porn stars and keep them from telling a story. You typically want to use that to invest in other real estate. But in this case, your boy Cohen decided, you know what? Let me take a line of credit out my house, have all this paper trail, and pay off this 304 so that we don't go ahead and end up on the news, which was very stupid. I don't know why he did that, but okay. It'd be deposited into the bank account of another shell company, Essential Consultants. Cohen then wired $130,000 from Essential Consultants uh, directly to Daniels's lawyer. Now, the paperwork required for the wire transfer indicated that the transaction's purpose was a, quote, retainer. Now, spoiler, now that's not what a legal retainer is or what it's for. But after the transaction was complete, Daniels signed a confidentiality agreement and side letter agreement with Cohen. Everything worked according to plan. And in 2017, Cohen started invoicing the Trump organization to recoup the money. And the payments were broken up after pace. And you guys saw that in the indictment 35K. Style, so that every month, Cohen submitted an invoice for $35,000 that stated, quote, pursuant to the retainer agreement, kindly remit payment for services rendered for the relevant month. Now, according to the Justice Department, quote, in truth and in fact, there was no such retainer agreement and the monthly invoices Cohen submitted were not in connection with any Exactly. Not the cap. What he was doing was just trying to get his money back for paying off that chick, a.k.a. She belongs to the street. Miss Stormy Daniels. So that's where the L is with that one. And he took a home equity line of credit. This must have been so easy for them to trace back legal service he had provided in 2017. Now, the Trump organization labeled the payments legal expenses, and by the end of 2017, the payments to Cohen totaled $420,000. And the payments were apparently grossed up for tax purposes, because otherwise, Cohen would have to pay tax on the income and not be fully reimbursed for the payout. So Cohen billed $360,000 for the claims and also got a $60,000 bonus. Now so he made a bunch of money, man. Now, what did Trump say about all this? Well, the usual. He'd never have an affair, and if he did have one, it wouldn't be with Stormy Daniels. Eventually, Trump got around to admit- Don't forget uh, calling her horse face as well, my friend.
admitting that he worked with Cohen to pay Daniels off, but he said that there were, quote, no campaign funds going into this, which would have been a problem. And in May of 2018, things went from bad to worse when Rudy Giuliani got involved and confirmed that the Daniels payment was funneled through the law firm and the president repaid it. And as per usual, Rudy stepped in big time, telling Hannity that Trump needed to pay off Daniels to influence the election. Quote, imagine if that came out on October 15th, 2016, in the middle of the, you know, last debate with Hillary Clinton. Cohen didn't even ask. Cohen made it go away. He did his job. Rudy tried to backtrack by saying that the main concern wasn't the election. It was the allegations hurting Trump personally. Quote, it wasn't for the campaign. It was to save their, not their marriage as much as their reputation. On May 3rd, 2018, uh, Trump tweeted an admission that he repaid Cohen for the Daniel settlement uh, through a monthly retainer. On August 22nd, 2018, Trump said these payments weren't a campaign finance violation because they quote, came from me and I tweeted about it. Of course, what Trump is leaving out here is that the $35,000 installment payments were definitely not for legal work Cohen was performing for him each month. And that right there, guys, gotcha, bitch. is a part of the problem, okay? That's how they're able to substantiate that fraud hit, okay? He put retainer and then he said legal stuff, but it wasn't. It was more off to pay again the 304, which is where the issues arise. Uh, during the investigation, Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg and David Pecker cooperated and were granted immunity. Cohen, for his part, pleaded guilty to two campaign finance violations, testifying that, quote, Donald Trump directed him to commit a crime by making payments to two women for their principal purpose of influencing an election. Uh, Cohen's payment was considered an in-kind contribution to the 2016 Trump campaign. Cohen could only lawfully give $5,400 to support Trump's candidacy at the time. So the $130,000 payoff violated the law because it was too big. Now, Cohen also... And that's how they got him federally, because that 130 k way too much pleaded guilty to paying off karen mcdougall which violated a federal law called the tillman act now the the tillman act bars corporations from spending in federal elections and cohen was sentenced to three years and released early which brings us to ami now the campaign finance okay. so we'll move forward he's going to talk about ami how they didn't get charged and ami guys is the david pecker people so uh let's go ahead and move forward to the actual charges um that he's looking at okay Generates, deletes removes or destroys years for the misdemeanor and uh, enterprise with the intent to defraud crime. New York Penal Law Section 175.10 makes it a crime to delete, alter, or make a false entry in the business records of an enterprise with the intent to defraud. This is a misdemeanor charge unless prosecutors can prove intent to further conceal another criminal offense. The maximum sentence for a misdemeanor conviction is up to one year in jail, while the felony offense carries a potential penalty of up to four years. Now, the statute of limitations is two years for the misdemeanor and uh, five years for the felony. Now, to get a conviction for falsifying business records, the government has to prove the following beyond a reasonable doubt. That someone makes or causes a false entry in the business record. Which we talked about that before, so we'll move forward a little bit here. I explained that to y'all. Uh, as a federal election, uh, Article 14 of the New York State Election Law and uh, Part 6200 of the New York State bombshell dropped during a debate with Hillary Clinton. The grand jury recently heard testimony from Kellyanne Conway, and we don't know what she said, but as a key advisor to his campaign, maybe she testified about whether the payment was made with a debate. In yeah, mind. that's also scary that they brought her in as well. And remember, at the final debate, Trump had set up a stunt. His guests were some of the women who accused Bill Clinton of assault and sexual harassment. <laughs> w. w Trump for doing that, by the way. 
So how would it have looked if the Daniels bombshell had dropped before that debate? But it should be noted that there are also some serious statute of limitations issues. Okay, the New York here's the statute of limitations stuff. Statute of limitations for most felonies, including the ones we've discussed, is five years. For misdemeanors, just two years. And the conduct at issue here occurred largely in 2016, more than five years ago. Though maybe there was some undisclosed conduct that continued past 2016. Uh, one possible exception is when the potential defendant is continuously outside of the state. Uh, Trump rarely went to New York during his presidency, but this law is mainly intended for criminals who leave the state and hide. Not really the case here. There was also former Governor Cuomo's executive order tolling the statute of limitations for most crimes because of the COVID emergency. New York courts have ruled that the order tolled the statute of limitations, giving most claims an additional 228 days. But at the moment, it's unclear what Bragg might be relying on for the statute of limitations issue. Now, Trump has said this is not a state case. It is a federal case, and they have all passed on it. And in some ways... All right, so this is these are some actually good defenses, which I like uh, that... Um, shout out to Legal Eagle. This is... Um, you know, obviously he's a lawyer, so he's going to know these defenses better than I would. I'm, I'm, I'm basically the guy that goes after people for prosecution purposes. So this is some interesting stuff on the uh, looking at how Trump can actually actually defend himself. And real quick before I get into this, uh, let's see here. I think we had two chats. I'll read them real fast. Uh, Loya, two bucks. Appreciate that greatly, my friend. And then we had uh, one other one. Shout out to Angie in the back helping out. Um, I said shout out to you helping out in the back. Doing what women do best. Cleaning. <laughs> uh, Mara, will you break that? Oh, no, that, I read that one. Uh, Loya, 20 bucks. Appreciate that, my friend. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, okay, let's get back to the video. Trump's defenses. Trump's assessment is correct. The DOJ prosecuted Cohen. And also, guys, do me a favor. Please like the video. We only got 1.2K likes, but there's almost 2,000 y'all watching. Uh, so go ahead and like the video. Real quick, Flores, AO, U.S. Marshal Service or CBP, which should I join? Uh, get in with the U.S. Marshal Service because with U.S. Marshal Service, you'll get criminal investigator training program, CITP, which will help you go and get into another 1811 position if you want or another special agent position. So definitely go USMS if you can. And I will do an episode for you guys on how to uh, get into law enforcement career field. It's going to I'm going to have to do a PowerPoint on it for you all because it's going to be extensive, but you will get what I'm saying. OK, well, without further ado. Back to Trump's defenses. Analyzed AMI for conduct both parties did to help Trump win the election. That gave the Department of Justice a prime opportunity to prosecute him, but the DOJ passed. In addition to arguing about the statute of limitations, Trump has other good defenses to the felony prosecution. First of all, it's not clear that the prosecutor can use a violation of federal law as the basis for the felony enhancement. A court could rule that falsifying business records is only a felony if it, quote, aided or concealed a New York state crime, not a federal one. Uh, there could be other federal crimes implicated by Trump's conduct, like wire fraud. But again, this is a federal crime. And some lawyers in the DA's office have reportedly thought that they could not charge Trump with falsifying a business record to commit a federal crime. Now, the statute also says. So that's actually really big that and in, in his defense for Trump. Quote, a person is guilty of falsifying business records in the first degree when his intent to defraud includes an intent to commit another crime or aid or conceal the commission thereof. So does the phrase another crime mean that it can be any crime, state or federal? We don't have a definitive answer. And the statute is unclear. And there's no case law interpreting the phrase another crime. Uh, Bragg can certainly argue that there have been many similar. Remember, guys, Bragg is the district attorney for New York that's pushing to get Donald Trump charged. 
prosecutions for falsifying business records to cover up a, a federal crime. As reported, uh, Trump's CFO, Alan Weisselberg, was just convicted of a state felony based on false entries made in federal tax forms. Um, if a judge agrees that the federal campaign violation is viable, then Trump will then defend himself on the basis that he did not have the intent to violate the law. His argument here could be decent. His own tweets show that he doesn't really understand campaign finance law. He's shown confusion about whether it's legal for him to use his personal funds to reimburse a loan from Cohen to the campaign, for instance. And in Cohen's case, the DOJ asserted that contributions and expenditures under FICA uh, include just about anything that could uh, influence a campaign. But is paying off a mistress truly a campaign expense that is designed to influence a campaign? FICA is a complicated law with lots of nuance on how it's interpreted. And Trump doesn't exactly seem like a guy that grasps the nuance of these kinds of laws. And Trump has already raised the advice of counsel defense. Uh, to prove that defense under New York law, Trump would have to show that Cohen told him that Daniel's payments were legal and that he relied on Cohen's advice uh, in good faith. Uh, that's not exactly a defense uh, so much as a way to show he doesn't have the requisite intent under the law. Uh, and this could set up a he said, he said problem for the jury. You know, will they believe Cohen, a prosecuted liar, or Trump, just an extremely well-known liar? And Trump can attack the prosecutor's claim that he misrepresented the payments that he Cohen said, but with the intent to defraud or instructed someone else to do it for him. The federal prosecution of Cohen didn't come to that conclusion. Uh, in the Cohen sentencing memorandum, the DOJ said that Cohen submitted bogus invoices, quote, at the instruction of an executive for the company. Was that executive Donald Trump or someone else, maybe Alan Weisselberg? This sets up a classic it wasn't me defense for Trump, which is something that he's wielded well over the years. And it might seem unfair for Cohen to serve time for something he did at Trump's direction, but that's sometimes what happens when you have a slam dunk case against a subordinate and you have all of these intents and other motive related questions for the people that are higher up. Of course, if Trump is arrested, he'll want a night. All right. So that that pretty much, guys, as you can see, um, so this is what I predict, right? To close this out. I predict that um, more than likely, guys, he probably will be indicted because it seems like the state of New York is out of hard on for him for a very long time, as y'all can see with the uh, amount of time that they've invested. I mean, this is back from 2016, 2017, et cetera, and they're still trying to come after him. So, And the fact that um, Bragg has been doing all of this, right, because the day before Bragg closed the case, didn't want to touch it. It was like, whatever, the feds didn't want it. But Bragg comes in, he gets sworn in as the, as the DA, the district attorney, and he's like, nah, let's reopen this. He's bringing in Stormy Daniels. He's bringing Cohen back. He's reconvening the grand jury, whatever. I predict more than likely they will charge him. But what I think is that if they do charge him, Trump will beat it because, uh, as y'all can see, with all the defenses, there's a lot of holes in the New York case. And this is case law that hasn't necessarily been um, done before. So we'll see what happens. Um, but between what I'm more concerned with, I'm more concerned with the federal case. I'm going to be honest with y'all. The federal case with the with the um, nuclear information and the defense information that was fine at Mar-a-Lago, I think that is probably the case that me be most concerned with. Not necessarily. The, the Georgia one, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, you know, and then the New York one, I'm not too concerned with those. Those are state cases. It's the federal case with the national defense information because that stuff is pretty clear cut. That is my um, concern. And I think that he might get indicted for that federally down the road. Okay. Um, but anyway, with that said, guys, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that show. Loyal with 20 bucks. I appreciate that greatly, my friend. Um, thank you. Uh, I think I'm caught up on all the chats. Don't forget to like the video, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, get some food here, and then film another feta for you guys on Thursday. Um, we're going to drop a bunch of heat for you all this week. Um, Money Monday is tomorrow. I'm, I'm probably going to drop the Ryan Pineda interview for you guys. 
and and then we'll have after hours and then uh the the uh, dan bilzerian interview will be dropped as well probably this week i just need to fine-tune some things with the sound I, I, and again it's not going to be a thousand percent on the sound which i apologize for give myself a stupid button stupid um but we did the best that we can so it, but it was a really good interview it was like two hours uh etc we talked about a lot of stuff um great interview with dan um and yeah man uh yeah uh, and then hopefully uh graham stefan will drop his iced coffee interview you know sometime in the future probably in the next few weeks or whatever uh but yeah guys like the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already get the book why women deserve less okay it's in stores right now audible coming very soon uh kid trouble Will MTR be on with after hours? I've heard you mentioned, but never specified. And love these cases. I'll be watching all my shifts. You be carrying mine. I pre- hey, man, I, I got to do what I got to do, man, for the people, man. Uh, like I said, we're, we're the only people doing what we got to do. We're the trendsetters when it comes to this stuff, and it is what it is. Uh, but cool. All right. Other than that, man, love y'all. Like the video on your way out. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these.